Guys, you have no idea what's going on right now. No idea. I don't even have my music set up. I had it set up before. This is take two, by the way. Uh, this is what I've already opened. We'll uh, talk about it sometime later on in the show. Jesus Christ, guys. You guys have no idea what's going on over here. This is my second take. The first take, I could not get my, my connection to the guest that we're going to have on tonight. The guest that we're having on tonight is Mr. Chris Skipper. Christopher Skipper. Chris Skipper. Skip. The Skipster. Whatever you want to call the guy. Um, good friend of mine. We've known each other for many, many years. He was here in town locally for a while. Now he's moved out of town a few years ago. He's doing some fantastic things. We're going to sit down and talk to him. Uh, he's on a time crunch, on a time schedule. I'm way behind uh, from, I have my phlebotomy today, and I'm way behind from getting back from downtown. Uh, I had a son uh, call me, my, my youngest son, uh, while I was in the bathroom trying to, get, <laughs> trying to get ready for the show. He put me behind, so now uh, we're on a time crunch. So, Mr. Chris Skipper. Is coming on tonight and that was Olivia Newton-John if you don't know who that is she's a singer actress performer from back in the 70s and 80s you might remember from the movie Grease uh, you might remember from the movie Xanadu which is where I fell in love with her uh, of course that video let's get physical and you'll find out why that's kind of apropos for today but let's see if we can finally get Mr. Chris Skipper in here because it did not work the last time I tried this I had to had to reset my messenger. It would not send him a message to, to allow him to connect. So hopefully that is fixed. If it's not, we're going to have to scrap this thing until another goddamn day. Let's see. Let's see what happens. I think it's going to work. I think it's actually going to work. All he has to do is go through that link and uh, click it. It's going to ask him, you know, if he wants to get permission for his microphone, for his camera. And um, we'll get set up here. We'll get him dialed in. Uh, I'll, I'll figure out um, how to do the split screens and all that kind of bullshit that we normally do. And we're going to get into this damn thing. We're going to get into it. 
should have got some other things set up, but what can you do, really? As I always say, what can you do, really? Either have it all set up or you don't, you know? The, uh, you know, the other part's going to be is, can Chris hear me and can I hear Chris when we dial in? So hopefully he will have uh, some sort of earpiece or whatever. This is Craft Conversations, by the way. I'm your host. Uh, we're doing a couch session with Chris Skipper, although Chris is not going to be here. Let's see. Chris is messaging me here. Let's see what he says. Ooh, that's stuff. He's getting a message here. I'll show you the message on screen here. He's getting a message that uh, he has an unsupported browser. So I guess he had an updated Safari. Um, let's see what we can do here. Let's find out. I'll tell him if he's got Google installed, that may work. But anyway, we're going to do a couch session with Chris Skipper. Hopefully, if he can get on the line here, we're going to do that. And um, <laughs> we're, going to, we're going to have a good chat here in a minute. He's going to try his laptop, I think, and uh, see if that works. But as I said, I am Brian Dale Sr., Craft Conversations host. Haven't done a guest in a while and absolutely have not done a remote guest in a while. So we didn't work all this out ahead of time. I didn't know that uh, there was going to be a browser issue that might pop up. So what the fuck can you do? You know, sometimes you just got to wing it. You just got to go with what you know. I wish she was sitting here on the couch with me and we could do it that way, but not feasible at the moment. I'm still leaving out of town in the morning. It's hot in here, guys. I had to turn the AC off so you don't have all that noise. But um, I'll leave out here in the morning, 6.30 a.m. from Charleston Airport. I'm going to be going up to Minneapolis, St. Paul uh, for this Mississippi River trip. So that's going to be exciting. And, yeah, um, quasi uh, prepared for this trip, I guess. I could be better prepared. I didn't do as much as I should have. I, I spent maybe a little bit too much time uh, visiting with friends and partying and eating and hanging out and having a good time, trying to make sure I touched every base and, and hit all my friends before I went out of town and, and did all those fun things. So I'm not going to be mad about that. That's important as well. I'll get up to Minneapolis, St. Paul. I'm going to stay at the uh, Hampton Inn. They're right outside of the Mall of America in Minneapolis. Weather's supposed to be pretty good for the weekend. I'm hoping Saturday night that I'm going to be able to pick up at one of the bars there, one of the local joints, dives, and watch the McGregor uh, fight on the UFC. It's a pay-per-view event, so I can't watch it on my uh, ESPN Plus is where I would normally watch those shows, or ESPN if it's broadcast on, on regular ESPN or ESPN2. So hoping to get that fight those fights uh, somewhere there and I'll hang out all, all Saturday 
Sunday, I don't know, I'm going to do some shopping, try and pick up some last minute items that I don't feel like bringing from here to there that I can pick up locally uh, that I don't have to worry about trying to get through an airport, those type things. And then what's going to happen? Uh, Monday, uh, Chris said he's downloading Google now on his phone. So maybe that, that browser will work better for him. And uh, fuck, I didn't know this was going to be such a goddamn pain in the ass. Um, I think the, the last two or three people I've had on here remotely have done it through their uh, laptop. So that could be the issue. I've never done it through somebody else's iPhone. Apparently, you have to have the latest version of Safari downloaded. So they uh, they might need an update on their phone or what have you. I don't know. What can you do? Shit fucking happens. <clears throat> but what's going to happen is... um. Monday, the Warrior Expedition crew is going to pick us up at our hotel. Actually, another person's hotel that's uh, literally walking distance down the street from where I am. She's going to pull through. She'll pick uh, all of us up at that one hotel. So we're, we're all going to rendezvous at that one hotel. She'll pick us up in, the, in a van. And I think she's pulling her travel trailer along with her as well. We're going to drive about three, three and a half hours up to Lake Itasca. That's where the starting point is or where the headwaters of the Mississippi River are. We will pull into there. I think there's a bar and grill and there's some cabins or something there. So we're going to stay the night. Uh, we're going to have some dinner. We're going to shoot the shit, introduce ourselves, kind of get to know each other. I think I talked a little bit about this on the last episode. Maybe not in this detail, but so we'll do that. <clears throat> we'll go to sleep that night. We'll wake up the next morning uh, probably early. Maybe not too early. I don't know. It's not going to take all day to do what we're doing. We're going to unpack our canoes. Uh, literally, they're wrapped up. We're going to unwrap them. We're going to put all the uh, needed stickers uh, by law, stickers that we have to have on them to traverse the river in a in a craft down the Mississippi. So we're going to put all those stickers on, a Warrior Expedition sticker. I'll put a Craft Conversation sticker on my boat. Uh, maybe the other boats, if, they, if the other guys allow me to put the sticker on there. We'll do that. And what is Chris saying now? He's typing me a message. Um, shit. He says you can't get the link. And um, let's see. Let me see if I can send him the link in a text message. He says he's not able to get it working the way it is so one i won't give you his number see if that works so i sent him a text message to his phone number we'll see he said uh you can't get the link to open in google so this may be a bust, man. We might have to, to link up once I get to once I get to fucking Minnesota, which I've already got another. I've got a podcast set up for Sunday with most Mr. Obi Durant. Oh, here we go. All righty, there we go. All right. Yeah, can you hear me? I can hear you. It's it's not as loud perfect, as I want perfect, it to be. Perfect. Perfect. Can you hear me? Can you see me? Here, let me try and disconnect my head. 
Yeah, let me try and disconnect my headphone. No, you got it. I can hear, I can hear you perfectly. Is this better, though? Yeah, I, I turned up my volume on my iPad, and I think I got you in here good now. So. Great. Let me see if I, can, if I can split this up here. Isn't it crazy we can be states away and still see each other because of the way the freaking internet acts? Yeah, it is. How's it going, buddy? Pretty good. I mean, all things considered, um, oof, God, things are really good. You know, sometimes I get caught up in, like those moments of like stress and existential dread, but like they pass quicker than they used to now, you know? <laughs> right. You got a little bit of a lag on your end. I guess maybe it might be a connection issue on your end, but yeah. But I can see you. I can hear you. I mean, you're there, so. Now I hate this, way. though. Hold on. I'm in like a basement apartment. Let me see if I can tweak something real quick. Hold on a sec. Yeah, no problem, man. I was just All telling right. the, you know, the, the people out there, the fans, whatever, that uh, this is the first one I've done remotely in quite a while. And most people that I do remote with, they do it on their computer. And not their phone, so I don't know. It's, it's always a learning process with this thing. All right, let me see here. Let me get myself in the frame. All right. Yeah, that's. I better. think I'm pretty much caught up. Yeah, you're not lagging anymore, so that's good. Perfect. Yeah, man. So good to see you. God damn, it's been so fucking long. It's literally been like probably five years since we've seen each other in person because I moved up to Charlottesville in February of 2016. Wow, man. Yeah, Where it's been a long time. time. I don't know, I, I really can't even, I can't keep up anymore. Things are moving so slow, like, cause I don't know about down there, but things shut down uh, pretty, pretty thoroughly uh, during the pandemic up here in Virginia. And uh, time came to a stop, and now everything's moving just breakneck again. Right. Yeah, it's picked up exponentially for sure. But that's good, man. I was, you know, when I thought we were going to have a lot of time to talk, and I know you got some stuff to do, I got some stuff to do too, but um, I was going to try and do a throwback and just try and go way back to the beginning of your whole story here, because I know, it, you know, this show is all about you. It's not about me for sure. And, um, Originally, I was going to go all, try and go all the way back, maybe to childhood, childhood type stuff. But wherever we want to pick up, you know, we can pick up. But we, uh, I was able to push back the seven p.m. thing, so we can talk about whatever you want, really. Okay. Well, like I said, this show is all about you, and I'm happy to have you on. I'm, I'm glad that you agreed to do this, and I appreciate it. And I know your time is valuable up there as well, and you got a lot of stuff going on. So, thanks for giving me the time. I appreciate it. Thanks for asking me. Yeah. So, man, so you left here, what did you say, 2016? 2016, yeah, it's 2021 now. So, yeah, it's been quite a half a decade since I've lived in Charleston. I've only visited like maybe once, maybe twice. Right. And how exactly did, did we just meet at Homegrown Brewhouse? Is that where we met initially or was it somewhere else? I was actually thinking about that right before we hopped on this call. Because I remember, I thought, I found it slightly funny that um, when we first met, uh, I was actually a bartender. Um, a lot's changed since then in that aspect too. But uh, I was a bartender and you were always trying to convince me to actually get more physically active. 
So it's kind right. of funny that so many years later that we're actually having this conversation now. But yeah, that is how we met. I was a bartender at a, a great little brew pub in Char uh, Somerville, South Carolina. Right. And and funny enough, you know, of course, I was a bartender there just recently as well. So, oh, but, wow. yeah. but yeah, I think when we first met, I was just on my keto journey. I think I just started the keto diet and some different things. And I was real into the keto and and of course, I've always been in the fitness, but I just finally got back into my diet and nutrition and, and started seeing some great gains and stuff. And yeah, I think we did nice. start talking a lot about that. And you were you were pretty resistant to it, I remember at the time. Yeah, I mean, God, I don't even, I mean, I was a mess, man. Like, seriously, like, as far as human messes go, I was pretty messy, um, you yeah, know, and like, resistant to a lot of things, but. Yeah, I was, uh, I mean, you know, for me, like, I love it that there are people who can keep up a normal lifestyle while drinking. And like, I've long since accepted I'm just not one of them. So that was the main thing. Like, I was so kind of inebriated the whole time that I didn't have time for anything else. I mean, you remember what I was like. You probably remember what I was like better than I do. Um, yeah. <laughs> Although um, we were both probably pretty inebriated at any time we met, so. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, so that was the big thing, you know, like I, I was like resistant to a lot of things because I just wanted to do what I wanted to do. And I find that like, with a lot of people, that's what really stops them from um, starting any kind of good culture with health and fitness, because they just want to do what they want to do. And you know, oftentimes starting out, um, we are um, asked to look at those patterns, and those can be hard, hard, hard things to come to grips with. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And I was not anywhere near ready to come to grips with any of what I was dealing with. Right. So, so let's talk about that a little bit. I mean, when you say coming to grips with what you were dealing with, what were you de dealing with? I mean, why? Why was that the pattern that you were in, the lifestyle that you were in, you know, as far as whatever it may be, drugs, sex, rock and roll, alcohol? Yeah. Was that a childhood thing or something later on? Well, so when I was younger, I definitely like my move. I always like jokingly say that my life's been a little bit like one of those like old HBO shows, like Six Feet Under or like The Sopranos or something, because like it was just so melodramatic from a young age, like. Um, and I've kind of learned to lean into that in the fun ways now after getting over the traumatic ways. But um, I have that kind of like story where in high school, um, I fell in with the wrong crowd. You know, my parents were separating. There, There's all this, all this kind of stuff that happened. Um, and I just didn't process any of that well. And uh, so, you know, when I was younger, I started uh, abusing substances and alcohol in relationships. I always throw that in there, too, because um, I did a lot of using of people and other things. And so, like, um, I always make sure to qualify younger, that. But, yeah. What, when you say younger, what are we talking about here? Just Oh, I was 14 when I started. Okay. Yeah. So I was, like, young, man. And, like, you know, I would always do it because, like, I thought that there was some kind of, like, because of the crowd I grew up with, um, most of them seem to be doing fairly well from what the internet tells me now, by the way, which is really nice to see. I mean, we were all young and dumb, and I contributed as much as anyone else, right? But um, I'll say this. Um, 
I just chose to deal with things in the wrong way. Um, and it spiraled for a lot longer than I thought it would. Like, I think that something for me was like, I dealt with it as first as like a coping mechanism for all the screwed up stuff that kind of happened in my life as a, as a young person. And it became something much more insidious over time as these things like often do. Um, and so for a long time, I mean, God, okay, so let's see here. I, I, so if I started when I was 14 and I quit drinking three years ago in April and I quit using any mind altering substances period in August, that means that I am coming up on two years completely clean and sober. So that means that I did that for, help me out here, 14 to 24, 10 years, um, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29. So yeah, about, you know, about 14 years of my life right. went to the, uh, the debauchery side of things because I just got so down the rabbit hole that like I couldn't really pull myself out and I wasn't willing to accept the kind of help a person needs to pull themselves out of that at that point, you know? Right. So at 14, were you, were you always a big kid at, at 14 years old as well? Or did from 14 yeah. on, is that where things kind of started to, to grow? So I think like in early elementary school, I was a healthy weight. Um, but very much, uh, after that I started, um, gaining a lot of weight and I was kind of like the, you know, like the fat gay kid in the middle school and, um, all that. And it, I just kind of kept going in that direction. So my struggles with obesity started from an extremely young age and carried on only until, recently i joined the gym that i'm now a department head of in um september of 2019 after i stopped using everything um and i it's amazing to me what's happened since doing that um i mean like so like you you, you probably know a lot about body weight metrics and stuff like that don't you brian yeah i mean i did physical therapy and occupational therapy for 21 plus years in the military so yeah I'm right. well into fitness and nutrition and, and the body and biology. Yeah. And well, then you'll find this particularly interesting. You know, at first I was really obsessed with body weight, just body weight, which really isn't a good caliber for, for what you're actually looking at. Cause you can, you know, as you can gain muscle, you can lose fat, you know, Right. but I mean, it's a good starting point for sure. Definitely. So for me, like I was really honed in on the body weight and getting just the weight off and that was really good. But just to give you some some scientific data on what's kind of gone on inside um, well, since September. Can I, can I inter interrupt you for just a second, Chris? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so let's go back because you mentioned uh, that you were gay. All right. And I, I didn't mention oh, yeah. that or anything. So did that have any influence on on what you did as far as gaining weight or as far as substance abuse or that kind of stuff i mean was that something that that pushed you in that direction it was not well received by a bunch of uh folks in in south carolina in the early 2000s i'll tell you that and sure. uh there was definitely yeah i'm glad you actually so pulled that back coping that. mechanism it was eating and drugs and alcohol yeah. and those things yeah. Definitely. I was pretty much conditioned to believe that what I was doing 
when all I was doing was being a young gay man who was trying to live his life. Right. Uh, and I came out young, right? Like I came out when I was like 12 and that's not, that's not the norm or it wasn't then it might be a little more normal now. Cause I think it's a safer world we're living in to a degree. Right. Um, but, um, yeah, I just kind of was conditioned to believe that what I was doing was wrong. So I started acting out, I think in ways that kind of made it look like maybe I believed that about myself, you know? Right. That was tough. I mean, and like, I, I do think that though it was a horrible experience when I was younger, I do credit that whole experience as something that really made me who I am today. Um, I mean, you know, I have a lot of compassion for people. Um, I tend to mind my own business um, more often than not. But um, that situation, I think, is what really started me, though traumatized I was, is probably the catalyst of all of the good traits that I have as a fully grown gay man who made it through something that, honestly, people kill themselves over. Sure. You know? So do you think that the journey's worth it then? I mean, do you think oh, hell you'd yeah. rather go back and not have all that happen? Or do you think it's worth it no. and you do it all again? Every, every fucked up thing that happened to me or that I did looking back, led me to where I'm at today. Um, and that's enough for me most days. Like, you know, I think we all get caught up in like the malaise of our past, like kind of like, oh, this had no, but I passed through that quickly when I remember that like all rivers kind of flow to the sea, right? Like, so I may have been a total mess shipwrecked to shore when I was younger, but like, I've really created something remarkable up here in Charlottesville. Right. Yeah. We all, we all uh, kind of, I don't know. We, we all kind of go back to the past a little bit too much. Right. I mean, like you said, all rivers kind of flow to the same place. So it's, it's a natural order of things. Yeah. What happened to you was really just the path that you took. I mean, and it took you to where you are today. So if you didn't go down that particular path, you might not be where you are right now. You might be somewhere. Well, totally who different. knows? Who knows? Like, if I hadn't kind of just done what I needed to do as a younger person, maybe that stuff would have represented later in life. And, like, I took the long way around getting things together, but I have to say I've never felt more put together in my life than I do today. Right. Very good. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. And kind of, I just wanted to go back and kind of get a little more backstory. But so we started talking about uh, uh, body composition and, you know, versus so, just weight so loss. So being that, um, being that, um, you know, there's a lot to look at. Um, there's this fantastic in-body scale that we have at our gym um, that I love. That's um, it really examines all kinds of things. You know, it looks at your 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 lean body mass. It looks at skeletal muscle mass. It looks at um, percent body fat, and it's always my favorite thing to look at. I was so embarrassed when I first looked at that thing, man. Like I was at 49.4% body fat and like, yeah. Right. But yeah. the last time I looked at it last week, I was at a 19.6, which is like, finally I'm in a healthy fat range for my body type, um, which is insane because like, 
you know, forget the alcohol and the substances and the, the poor relationships with men um, and people in general, but the fact that, like, you know, I fell into a lot of these lies about um, genetics and uh, obesity and, like, that people don't recover from stuff like that. And, like, obesity is an illness, you know? Like, I mean, if you when you really look into it, like, it it's it's a it's a preventable disease you know um and for me i didn't know any of that like so i thought i would just always be like just morbidly obese i don't like to add any additional words or feelings to that because i don't think there's any moral value in being fat or thin i don't think that's the point um but for me i thought it would never happen so the fact that like i was not only able to recover from a big problem with alcohol and other 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 issues is what they're sometimes referred to as but the fact that i'm no longer a morbidly obese individual who was morbidly obese for two decades i think that to me is the most wild thing right and it is i mean you know people just think of fat and thin but there's a definitely a different a whole nother level to it which is morbidly obese and um I think a lot of people, like you said, make excuses for it and say, well, it's just genetics or my parents, you know, are heavy or I'm big boned, you know, all, all these different excuses for it. And I think everybody has a chance to to reverse that, whether it be morbid obesity or whatever. And you've seen it, I'm sure now from your practice of uh, fitness and bodybuilding and nutrition and stuff that it's all reversible. It really is. Well, and you know, especially with like taking on um, private nutrition clients, I've, I've, you learn even more from your clients. You know what I mean? And like, the thing that I, I most hear from them is that they don't believe that um, that they can do it. But like, it's hard to like look me in the face and tell me you don't believe it because. I've, I've done it, you know, I've, I've done the work and proven that someone who I, you know, I, I could have been dead from like heart attacks and God knows what else, um, because the way I was eating and not moving my body was not good, man. Um, so like, it's the, it's the lack of belief, like, and it's, it's like a belief system that gets created based around our experiences, you know, like where we have all of these experiences based on based on our our beliefs and if most of our experiences have been bad then of course our belief system is going to be bad about health and wellness but like and that's how i was for a really long time so it's really easy for me to recognize that that thought pattern because i used to have it and just like taking different actions and having more positive experiences like for instance like walking into the gym and realizing that like, it's not what I thought it was, right? Like you picture it as like a bunch of mean meatheads who are only there for one thing when really it's just normal people who are trying to better themselves. Like, yeah, I mean, and- There is for sure, but it's a small percentage yeah. of the people that are there. Yeah. Most definitely. And that was really shocking to me because especially at ACAC, which is the gym I work for, Atlantic Coast Athletic Clubs, um, it's a, uh, it's like way more community based than anything. Like I've just been amazed at the the community aspect of it. Like most of my friends are at ACAC. Most of my life happens there. 
Um, and it's just crazy how like you can be so wrong about something and then like so happy you were wrong because you know me, Brian, I'm like a social extrovert. So like I need that community. Right. Um, and that was just another lie told myself that ended up not being true. And I, joining that gym was the best decision I've ever made short of, uh, stopping the alcohol intake. Right. So how'd you get hooked up with those guys? I mean, did you try a bunch of different gyms to begin with or did you, somebody just invited you? I mean, how did you get hooked up with those guys? I actually got asked to go to ACAC with a friend on a dare. Um, okay. Yeah, I had just gotten sober and, and they this dared you me to go. Any type of journey whatsoever? Or? Yeah. Okay. So I, okay, let me back up a little bit actually, Brian. I, um, I first was invited to join ACAC when I first moved here and blew it off pretty much. Um, but then it came back around a few years later and my friend was like, hey, I have a membership to ACAC. They're doing a special right now. I dare you to go with me. So you know me, Brian. I'm like, <laughs> fuck it. I'll do it. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's you not bet the right thoughts in a beer, but yeah, let's do it. Yeah. You like you daring me. I'll do it. Like, yeah. And that ended up being way scarier than stepping into any bar I've stepped into. And I've stepped into some shady shit places. So, uh, <laughs> so, um, so I went there and I found that it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. And, uh, in fact, I actually rather enjoyed it. So he stopped going, but I got hooked up with a personal trainer who taught me, uh, all about supersets and drop sets and pyramids and, proper form and injury prevention. And I, I found the whole thing rather transfixing. Um, it's actually a really good alternative for someone with substance abuse problems. Yeah, um, itself, right? yeah definitely. Yeah. And uh, so I just continued to go as a member and then I was working at a restaurant, a really nice restaurant up here, great people, I just love them. Um, and uh, the pandemic shut it down so I got laid off. And I had lost a lot of weight at this point, and I was kind of like, all right. I was like, this is my time to take advantage of this downtime and do something with myself. So that's when right. I got certified so, as an... So, Chris, at this point, you're still doing drugs and alcohol at this point? No, no, no. I've been sober for a very long time at this point. Okay, so this came after that stuff. I got you. Yeah. So, I started going to ACAC after I had sobered up. Okay. Yeah. So... Um, I'm working at this restaurant and, um, it shuts down. Right. Um, and, um, I'm like, all right, I'm going to use this time constructively. So that's when I got my, uh, exercise nutrition certification through the precision, the precision nutrition program. And, um, I took the three or four months to really just dive in. Like I had nothing but time, you know, we were sitting at home because governor Northam had us all on, on a pretty serious lockdown. Um, and so I took that time to get this certification. And by the time things were starting to open up, I noticed that ACAC was working, was looking for managers at their water park. Um, so I applied on a whim, uh, not sure I'd get it, but hopeful, but, I did end up getting the job as the as the water park manager, and somehow within the next few weeks, I was certified as a lifeguard, which still blows my mind that that even happened. Um, and then when they closed in the fall, they invited me inside, um, and all they had were lifeguard positions. So I was like, well, I really want to stay with this company and see what happens. 
And so I took this lifeguard job, um, and uh, it's not the social extrovert's job, I'll tell you that, sitting on that chair. Um, but it was worth it because ultimately it led to me having really amazing opportunities and to really engross myself in that gym culture. And now I am the uh, department head at uh, two of their cafes, one at the water park and one at the Albemarle Square location that I work at. So it's insane how much it's become like a huge part of my life. You know, first I was just a member at a gym who made friends, but now I am like, you know, uh, a figurehead for them uh, and, a, and, a, and a great testament to what can happen when you join a gym. Wow. And did you have any lifeguard experience at all or did you even know how to swim? I mean, what was going I, on with that? I swam enough to get certified, I guess. Um, but I've become a much better swimmer over time, I'll tell you that, because I got obsessed after being at the water park all summer and seeing these people doing, you know, laps and butterfly strokes and flip turns. And um, so, yeah, I, I definitely made time to learn. Um, so, yeah, it was kind of crazy how it happened. I definitely... Um, Definitely can't believe it's become such a huge part of my life at this point. Right. Well, let's go back. So before you got uh, invited to the gym on a dare, um, you went through another journey as far as getting sober and, and getting off of substances and stuff. So how did that journey begin? I mean, what, what was the come to Jesus, I guess, moment that said, look, I got to do something with my life and, and kind of get off of all this shit? I was in a pretty uh, screwed up relationship that ended. And uh, I just realized that enough was enough. And like the relationship was built on the foundation of all the wrong things. Um, and uh, I just woke up one morning and I was like, okay, you got, you've either got to change or you got to die. Like that's, that's what's going to happen. Um, and ultimately I chose to change. So I found a different community of people um, who were very focused on um, recovering from alcoholism and that um was what really started me on the journey um i mean i have spent a lot of time with other sober people over the last few years and um there's this thing i'm sure you've heard it like you become like the top five people you spend time with and uh i don't know if i always believe that but i do believe that um these people had a profound effect on me um, and that's actually where I met my friend who dared me to go to the gym. So it's funny how all of these things end up connecting, right? Like, right. So you don't know why you're... These problems as well? Yes. Yeah. Um, but without, without saying too much about that, um, it's interesting how he and I met and then he dared me to go to this gym. Um, and he and I don't really talk anymore. He's often in DC or, or something. Um, but, uh, Meeting him and being a part of this community that was focused on sobriety um, led me to become a member at ACAC, which then led me to become a team member, which has led to me losing 160 pounds over the past two years, which is fucking crazy. Like, every time I hear myself say it out loud, it, like, kind of, like, knocks me back a minute, you know what I mean? Because you know how big I was. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I was yeah. pushing 400 there by the time I left uh, old Chucktown. Wow. And how tall are you? I'm 5'9". Okay. Yeah, Man, so. That is, that's big. It's rough. 
Yeah. Yeah. Rough. Yeah. Now, was there substance abuse problems within your family? I mean, I don't know how deep you want to get into family stuff, but were, was there problems there that you kind of piggybacked off of as well? Or did you just start uh, your own? Pretty much just me. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. if you had to go back and say, you know, what the hardest, because they're all addictions, right? I mean, food's an addiction, drugs are addictions, alcohol's addictions. What was the biggest thing, the hardest thing for you to, to give up or to quit or to to battle with? Cigarettes. Oh, cigarettes. I forgot about cigarettes. Yeah. Believe it or not, um, that was the last thing I quit. Um, okay. Yeah. And it was, it's kind of a funny story. I was like, I had a pack of cigarettes in my pocket while uh, I was training with my trainer and he had me doing uh, glute bridges and the pack fell out of my pocket and like I kind of went and then he like looked at me and I looked at him and he was like, what's that? And I was like, uh, I don't know. And he was like, looks like another thing you need to quit, huh? And I was like, yeah, okay. And I quit smoking that day. But um, it was hard. Like I didn't, I didn't really want to quit smoking because I was like, I quit all this other stuff. Give me this one thing. Like, but ultimately, it ended up being uh, the next best decision because I wouldn't be able to perform physically the way that I do if I was still smoking cigarettes and sucking down nicotine all the time. You know what I mean? Sure. I may yeah. still have a caffeine problem, but you know, whatever. Right. And yeah, I've talked to some other people on this show about you know we've talked to some other people about addictions and things and. It's always been funny to me, and I don't know if you went through Alcoholics Anonymous or what programs you did or how, how you went through stuff, but it's always been funny to me that you go to these to these meetings and these programs and stuff, and, you know, they take a break, and everybody's outside just puffing on a cigarette, and they're drinking a coffee, and it's like you've <laughs> chosen one addiction for the other, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I have to be careful with stuff like that. Cause like I work so many hours and I, I work with so many people that like I live on caffeine. So like I have to be careful with that cause it makes my anxiety go whoop. Like, so I, I gotta be mindful of that. But basically like, as long as I'm not like, uh, you know, and I drink caffeine drinks that are like, and maybe this isn't just, this might just be me justifying that are more like, um, that are more like, uh, vitamin focused and stuff like that. Like, and there's a, a bunch of caffeine, but there's no like caloric value to any of them. Like right now I'm drinking this one. That's like electrolyte water pretty much. Um, yeah. and I really like that. And it's got some aminos and, you know, some vitamins, but no sugar or anything. Um, so like basically as long as I'm not like treading on a path where I feel like it's leading me back to like a drink or a smoke or anything like that, then I can, I can forgive some, some caffeine behavior, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, caffeine's been proven to be a, a performance enhancer, actually, so it's, it's good for working out and things like that, but anything in excess, you know, it's too much or, or a bad thing for you, so I yeah. think it's a good thing in general, just, you know, in, in small amounts, but... That's something I try to impart on my clients, too, like, whenever they're like, well, is it bad that I eat this? And I'm like, well, no, like, but if you eat too much of anything, of course it's going to be adverse, like... I can sit around eating all strawberries and blueberries all day, but um, and I'm not one of those nuts that thinks you shouldn't eat fruit because of the sugar, but I do think that if I sat around all day eating strawberries and blueberries, that's just carbs and sugar, and right. it's going to have adverse that's not a good thing, yeah. yeah, adverse effects, you know? Right. Yeah. But, like you said, it is a sugar regardless. I mean, sugar is sugar is sugar, whether it's glucose, fructose, sucrose, I mean, they're all 
sugars in one way, shape, or form, and they convert to glucose and they they spike insulin and all that kind of stuff. So there is an effect to it, but but yeah, eating a strawberry is much better than eating a Jolly Rancher, you know. Yeah, I'm like. I'm much more likely to have um, some berries with my oatmeal in the morning um, and some egg whites, you know, so I get some balance there and maybe some slices of avocado here and there. But, um, but yeah, you know, I, I try to err on the side of caution with eating too many berries or anything like that just to be on the safe side because I know right. sugar takes to my body like, like glue. Yeah. And I like that you're saying berries because a lot of, you know, a lot of people just think any fruit is, is good, but some fruits are definitely more have more sugars in than others, and they they have a higher glycemic index than others too. And berries berries are probably your safest bet as, as far as that goes. Yeah, and I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but no, I just love to talk to I love to talk about this stuff, and it's so it's nice to be able to like have this conversation with someone anyway. Yeah. So, um, and and speaking of caffeine, didn't you work at a coffee shop for a while too? Wasn't that something you did? Or was that just a restaurant? Oh, wait, no, I did. I worked at a coffee shop, really nice local place. I actually buy their coffee for the gym now. Um, but yeah, did that too. Um, so it's it's funny like how many different avenues you take before you find out where you're supposed to be, you know? Yeah. Um, like I feel like I finally found like my spot with ACAC. Um, and who knows what the future holds, you know? We never know if we're gonna be somewhere for five more five more minutes or five years or you know, 15, but, um, I don't see myself going anywhere. Um, I'm, I'm pretty happy overall. Right. So, I mean, you're happy with your location, with the job you got, the people that you work with. I mean, everything's going well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, you know, I live in, I live off of the downtown mall in Charlottesville, Virginia now, which I absolutely love. Um, and there's the cool part is, is the downtown club is right down the road so i can literally walk there from my apartment so i usually work out at that one a little more and it also gives me some work life separation from the locations i work at but yeah i've got a pretty sweet setup up here um and i don't see it changing too terribly much uh at least not for a while and then so prior to all this like let's say you were in south carolina what what activities would you do while you're in south carolina anything at all I mean, walking, biking, running, kayaking, surfing, anything? Uh, I would walk to Walmart to get beer. <laughs> That's what I thought you were going to say. And I, I know sometimes you've probably walked home from homegrown or, or close to it. but Yeah, you know. So, so, so now, what's, what's your day like now? I mean, do you ride a bike? Do you, do you jog? Do you do any, any kind of uh, windsurfing? I mean, what activities are you doing? So I really like to swim. I do get laps in. Uh, I like to like to swim a good uh, a good mile when I can. Um, I try to do that once a week, twice a week, maybe. I, I've just been so busy, I haven't really been able to. But I have been taking a Tabata class, which has been a lot of fun and different. Um, I also take a cycle class once a week. Um, I get on that incline treadmill and go and go and go, and that's a nut. But like. What I really um, am focused on right now is a power and hypertrophy program that also helps you burn fat um, that, uh, that I'm really dedicated to right now because I'm working on like a five-day split, trying to get my compound lifts um, much more efficient than they have been in the past. 
Um, so that's what I'm working on right now. So I do a five day workout split and then three days of, uh, cardio or high intensity interval training exercises. And then I always try to make sure I'm hitting at least 10,000 steps and working at the water park. There's no that number. I'll tell you that. Right. And that's just, that's just your stuff, right? That's not even counting the stuff that you're doing with clients and things like that. Right. Right. I mean, yeah, I haven't started any like in-person personal training, but no. yeah, nutrition coaching takes up a lot of my time. Um, sure. And I love it that way. Like, I love it that I get to help people do similar things to what I do, whether or not they want to lose, you know, five pounds or 50 or gain muscle. Like, you know, it's interesting. When I first started, I was only working with beginners, but now I have all kinds of people who reach out for help. Like, you know, athletes who have been doing this for much longer than me, who are like, who see what I've done and they're like, hey, can you help me gain some muscle? And I'm like, sure enough, I can. Um, or, you know, someone who feels as though they're over the hill and they're like, can you please help me lose weight? And I'm like, sure enough, I can. But it's, it's nice because, um, you know, they say often trainers need to have a niche. Um, and I do believe that to an extent. But I also believe that um, what I've done is such a universal thing that a lot of people want to do. Um, if they're willing to do a few simple things and keep up with them, you can lose weight. You can gain muscle. Shit, you can do both at the same time. You know how it is. Um, so, so yeah, I, I get a lot out of that. And um, it's really nice to be able to help so many different people. Um, you know, I've really found that, um, I do best with, um, younger male athletes around my age or younger. Um, and also, um, women who are a little older than me. Uh, those seem to be the big target demographics that I seem to be attracting, I would say. And the athlete thing is really a compliment because until recently I didn't consider myself one. There you go. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. I love you, mentioned, you know, you mentioned uh, nutrition coaching and stuff. I'm going to go to a different screen here for a second and, and pull up uh, your website, if you don't mind here, if I can get out of here. Yeah. Um, but you mentioned, let's pull this off here. Had your phone number on it, but let's, uh, if I can go down, I'm on your website here on, on Facebook. But you, you posted something earlier today. And I'm going to get here eventually. Where is your? You're way back on the fourth now. Well, I'm going right here. That's where I'm going. So. Oh. Yes, yeah, so you're trying. You're raising some money right now, and I saw a post earlier today that you were talking about. You know, uh, donate at least uh, what was it, ninety-five bucks to my to my GoFundMe, and I'll give you some personalized nutrition instruction or something like that. That's exactly right. I will start people off with their starting macronutrient ratio for their goals. And I'll also have a one hour coaching call with them. Um, so here's the, here's the rub. Uh, I was overweight for so long, so many, two decades. Um, and if you guys look, you'll see I'm at about half my goal. Um, and that's not the total of the surgery, but I am at the point where I 
want to make sure that I am providing value to people and also paying for some of this myself. But there's been a lot of, uh, you know, I've lost a lot of weight and I've gained a lot of muscle, but I have to live in reality. And there's a certain amount of uh, elasticity for me that's not going to come back together. And um, this is a huge win losing this much weight, but for me, it's not where it stops. And um, I would like to compete on stage in 2022, but I would also not like to just compete, but I'd like to win. Um, I, I, I have a lot of wins in my life, and um, this is a really, really meaningful goal for me. But the, the main thing is, is that I can't express to you how stressful and disheartening it is to work as hard as I have worked and to come to the realization that some of it is not going to <clears throat> come off in the way that I would like it. Um, so I've decided that uh, loose skin removal surgery is the best course of action. And um, I've made peace with that decision. I struggled with it for a long time before I actually pulled the trigger to start doing it. Um, but I think that... Um, I believe that it's it's the right thing to do because the emotional duress it causes, like it's some days like even though I see what I see in the mirror, it's like all I can think about. It's like okay, you've done this, you've done this, but you've still got this, and right. it can be disheartening and it can be a little it it can be very mentally draining. Um, yeah, it's a so, barrier to your progress, really. Yeah, I mean, it's not letting me see what I've actually done. Um, and, and the thing that I find most encouraging is like, there have been people who have had the surgery who have reached out to me and every single one of them say, it's the best decision I've ever made. You'll not regret it one bit. And I don't think I will. I, I think that it will only help me to keep pushing myself further in my life. Right. So it's very important to me right now. Yeah, I bet it is. I mean, I, I would I would do the same thing if I was in your shoes, to be honest with you. But yeah, um, thank that's you. Fantastic. So when well, so this would be done there in Virginia, right? Somewhere locally, I yeah. guess. Yeah. And then so you said you got a competition that you're shooting for. Have you already signed up for it? So I haven't signed up. A registration does open this month. Um, it's with the uh, Organization of Competitive Bodybuilders. Um, which um, you might be familiar with them, but for those of you that aren't, uh, they are an all-natural bodybuilding competition with polygraphs to make sure that you are completely natural. And I went to one a few weeks ago that one of my friends competed in, and it was inspiring. If I didn't want to do it before, I certainly do now. Um, and um, so the show that I want to register for and will be registering for is July 9th, 2022 in Williamsburg, Virginia. Okay. Um, so I've already set a date for that. Um, the hopeful date for the surgery is October 25th. Um, I think that if I can save and raise the money by then, which I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about at this point, seeing, seeing how involved people have been and how much money I've been able to personally save. Um, I think that that's a good time of year for me to go ahead and get it done because it's before the holidays and my brother's wedding in December. And also like, it's, um, it's a sort of, um, way to, um, be able to take off time from work during a less busy period, right? The water park will be closed. I'll be back to just managing the cafe at the square at the time. 
Um, so I think October 25th was the best date they could offer me. So I'm hopeful I can reach the goal. If not, I'll have to push it back, um, which that is what it is. There's not really a, a, a deadline per se. It's just um, at this point for me, in order to start prepping for the competition, which, as you know, is no small small thing, um, it needs to happen sooner, I believe. Yeah, the sooner the better, for sure. Uh, but you don't want to yeah. get it too soon because then you kind of lose focus. But I would say for sure from me, sign up as soon as that registration opens. Don't worry about when your surgery, if you're going to have the surgery, if you raise enough money, sign up and make yeah. that go on your calendar, you know, to get it done. I'm a deadlines person. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So if you got it on your calendar, you're going to make sure you do the work and, and you show up, you know, on competition day. So, yeah, you know, so what, um, what kind of category would you be signed up in? What is, what is well, it? so I was thinking more uh, men's physique, actually, um, because physique, you can show off your legs. And uh, no matter what weight I've been, I was genetically blessed with really great legs. So yeah. um, honestly, that's the category. Yeah, you've all, you've said that to me so much, but like, um, it's funny because like that would definitely be what I want to do, and like, cause like you know, you lean into your strengths, right? Um, and there's no reason why I wouldn't use them. So that's what I'm thinking. Um, but that also means that I have to be in legitimately the best physical shape of my life, um, which I am really excited about that challenge because I've pretty much acknowledged that. Uh, I can do anything I set my mind to at this point because I have the the skill set and the knowledge base and the ambition and and the drive, the want to do it. Um, except for, of course, you know, the excess skin. So that has to be dealt with. But I think that setting deadlines for myself will help me to get this done. And if I have these dates set in stone, then I look at it as this is it. You got to get it done. So get it the fuck done. Yeah. Now with everything you've done, you know, you quit this, you quit uh, cigarettes, drugs, alcohol, um, start working out nutrition better. You got a good job. Uh, you're happy with your, your location. How has all that affected your relationship? I mean, are those better than they were in the past or are you still struggling with that? If you don't mind getting too personal about it, but has that helped out in your personal life as far as relationships or family, whatever? Definitely. It's definitely changed my family relationships. My mom, my grandma, my sister constantly sing my praises. Um, and you know my mom. She's always been my biggest fan. But um, yeah. she uh, she's really proud of me. And it, it has created and cult helped me to cultivate much healthier relationships across the board. Um, I'm by no means perfect in my relationships. But I definitely think they're they're better now than they have ever been. I will say something that's interesting. Um, sometimes as I've gotten further along in my goals and more successful, I've actually also lost friends, right? Like, I think that, a, yeah, a lot of people love to see others succeed, but there's also a handful of them that, like, they want to see you do well, but they don't want to see you do better than them. Right. Um, and so... Funny. Misery loves company. Yeah, definitely. And like, 
I feel like as I've leaned further and further into whoever it is I'm becoming, um, that there's been a lot of positive relationships that have come through and I've been able to see the negative ones that need to go a lot easier. I think that's how I would phrase that. Okay. Yeah. And when are you coming back to South Carolina? Any plans to come I will back? Be, I will be back in December. Um, I'm coming down for my for my uh, brother's wedding, um, so I'd really love to uh, love to to see some people and to see some see how I know Somerville's changed a great deal, and I'd like to go to Charleston. And I'm glad I'll be down there during Christmas time because I always, despite whatever I might think and feel about Charleston at this point. Um, because it's my hometown and I was ready to go. I mean, it was ready for me to go for the record. Um, you know, I love it during Christmas time. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, to being down there for, for a week or so. But do you feel like staying away has been good for you? I mean, do you feel like sometimes coming back to a place where you had such misery and such uh, excess and influence that it's, it's hard to come back to, to a place like this sometimes? Yeah. Truthfully. Yeah. Um, I don't, ever see myself returning there long term. Um, what I do want to do is whenever something big happens in the lives of my siblings, I want to be present for that. Um, see my friends, do my thing, leave, you know. But um, I don't ever really see myself coming to casually visit unless there's a reason. Just because it's just not the place for me anymore, you know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sometimes you got to move. You got to move on from stuff. Yeah. Now I've talked to some other people. Like I said, I've talked to some other people about addictions and things on the show, and um, I know some people uh, dip their toe back into the pool occasionally with some different things. You ever feel like dipping yourself, dipping your toe back in? Do I feel like it? Yes. Uh, would I ever? No. What do you do to talk um, yourself out of that? Uh, I have a friend that I call a uh, spiritual advisor who I I've connected with that I, I talk to about that stuff. Um, I also have a community of sober people who have gone through it and also some fitness people who are like, you know, that you're not going to be able to have this if you go back to the way that you were. And, um, that's actually like super helpful. Um, I mean, just again, it all comes down to community for me. But yeah, I mean, sometimes you just have to talk yourself off the ledge. Like some days I get stressed. And here's something funny. Since I'm in such an intense caloric deficit, sometimes I forget to have a refeed meal. Um, and so like, I'll think I want to have a drink, but then I'll just have a fucking cheeseburger and some fries and some fried shrimp and I'm fine. Like, it's like the Snickers commercial. Yeah. Yeah, you just needed you know. a calorie, whether whatever that calorie was, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it was carbs and cheese that day. Yeah. Um, God damn it! I just had a question. I, I I lost it on that that last sentence that I just said. Oh, what the hell was? Oh, I know what it was. So I I know I sent you a little bit of stuff on uh, fasting and stuff like that for maybe to help with some of the skin stuff. But do do you incorporate fasting into your to your regimen at all? Sometimes it's actually intermittent or extended. Sometimes I like a. Oh, what happened? I got a phone call came through and I had to cancel it. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, yeah, sometimes I pull a nice twelve to eight or with the fasting. You know, um, 
I actually, today I didn't eat until about noon because I wanted to take Tabata on an empty stomach because last week when I took Tabata on a, on a breakfast stomach, I almost threw up. So I decided maybe not this time. But yeah, I do find it effective sometimes to help with that. Um, yeah. Um, so I, I do a shorter window of eating uh, every now and again. I would say like once or twice a week sometimes. I definitely believe in the effects of fasting. Right. And that's, that's where I've always been. And I mean, every, everybody's got their own school of thought. And I mean, there's a, a million of them out there, but I've always been to the, to the big school of thought that uh, you should exercise fasted. I mean, if you feel well, if you have the energy to do it and whatever, most people, I mean, especially somebody like you or anybody else that has excess fat and, and calories, you've got enough food and, and energy in your body to pull from where you don't need to eat before you go do a workout. You've got energy stores there to pull. Yeah. From. Um, so I don't yeah, know it was amazing to me how, how, sorry. Is that something you recommend is working out faster or not faster? Or do you, do you do I'll, something different? So like if I'm resistance training, I eat 30 to 45 minutes before. Um, if I'm doing something like high intensity interval training at 7 a.m., Tabata class, no, I don't eat. Uh, you have enough energy reserves from the previous, or I have enough energy reserves from the previous day to where I can make it through something like that. And honestly, this morning I felt like not eating before Tabata was more productive than it was to eat last week. Right. Uh, I could move better. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, no, I, I could just, I could just, I could move better. Things were more fluid. It was easier to do certain things. I, I didn't feel so, like, weighted down. Didn't feel like I was going to throw up during the third block of the third set. Um, so, so yeah, I think it just varies depending on the exercise. Like, um, I'll eat in the morning because I'm doing a leg day, and then I'm taking a cycle class. But by then, I'll be running on uh, – energy reserves after I've burned off breakfast from the leg day, you know? Right. And I think that's what the, kind of the school of thought is sometimes is, you know, you, you work out fast and you're going to burn through that, that they score stored glucose that you got stored up. And then you're going to start pulling from fat reserves, which is better than pulling from the breakfast that you ate, you know, before you went and worked out. So it, it, you know, if you definitely have a lot of excess weight that you're trying to get rid of, why not use that energy instead of, putting it in your mouth. That's why I really like doing like early morning hit classes uh, fasted because, you know, you just pull from fat reserves. Like you're literally burning fat at that point. Yeah. So I like that. I think that the, I think the science is behind it too. You know? Um, yeah. I, I love that. Yeah. There's been a lot of stuff coming out lately. And I mean, just in, you know, the past decades and stuff that, uh, we definitely, we just eat way too much. We eat too many times a day. You know, the old thought of breakfast, lunch, and dinner and snacks in between is just it's not good. I mean, it's really not yeah. the way you should be eating. You never give yeah. your body a chance to, to, to normalize and digestion to take place and for cell reproduction and, and getting rid of old cells and all that, you know, autophagy and all that stuff to take place. If you're constantly feeding your body, it's got to be processing that food. It doesn't have time yeah. to do anything else, you know, repair so. Yeah, most certainly not. Yeah. Hmm. Man, the journey you've been on is, is so inspiring. Oh, I just can't believe it. You know, from the Chris Skipper that I knew 
I guess I didn't know it was that far back, 2016 to now is just a totally different person. I, mean, I really appreciate obviously that. on the inside. Yeah, but, um, I, I really appreciate that because I've done a lot of work to change, to be yeah. better, you know? Absolutely. There's no way there couldn't have been a lot of work had. I mean, I can't imagine the work you had to put into it. You know, I've always been a lean guy, kind of a thick guy. I've, I've taken care of myself. Genetics play a part into it as well. But um, and I know the work that I've had to do to maintain just my body that wasn't, you know, almost 400 pounds. So I can't imagine. I can't yeah. imagine. The, the it's been a lot. You had to do. And it's got to be a lot more rewarding than somebody that's just, you know, always in shape. Dude, consistency and sustainability. I tell it to everyone. Like, you know, I got to be consistent and I got to do what's sustainable. And that's really worked for me. Like, you know, I may be in an intense calorie deficit some of the time, but you best believe sometimes I go off. Like, you know, right. balance. Because, like, I will, like, get too obsessed and then I'll end up hating it. And uh, that is more dangerous for me than having a pizza. Right. Well, you know. Do you do that? Do you have a cheat day every day or every week? Not every day, but oh, hell yeah! I had mellow mushroom last night. Yeah, yeah. I had two ten inch pizzas. Oh yeah. Do you yeah. call it a cheat day or do you call it something else to kind of trick your mind about it? I call it an in an incentive meal. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, you know, be good eighty percent of the time and have your twenty percent fun. You know. Sure. Yeah. So besides yeah. your your goal that you have coming up in you know the 2022 what what are the goals do you have what are you trying to accomplish I'm trying to get more proficient in high intensity interval training because I do think it's fun um and also like um I want to instruct classes and train people as well obviously so I'm in I'm actually in the middle of a a study class to get my ACE certification so that I can be a certified uh, personal trainer. Yeah. Um, and that's really important to me, um, to get that done so that I have even more knowledge at my disposal beyond the exercise nutrition bit, um, which is plenty, but still I want to be able to be as valuable to as many people as possible. Yeah, so that's something big I got going on right now. Yeah. When I left the military, I almost thought about getting my ACE certification. I was going to do that when I retired and got out of the military was personal training, but I went a different direction. But. Yeah. Yeah. Well, physical therapy is a big deal too. Yeah. But I mean, after doing it for 21 plus years, I just got tired of it. I mean, I, I went a totally different direction. I went into an IT job, which was totally different from what I'd ever done. You know, my entire adult life was, was nothing but fitness and nutrition and stuff. So. I would just burn out, you know, it's too much. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I, I maintained my own physical fitness and nutrition, but as far as helping others, I just, it was too much. I was done. Yeah. I hear that. That makes sense. Yeah. So, uh, so when are we getting married, Chris? When, not we, not me and you, but, uh, <laughs> married, married. <laughs> well, kids, fine. No, I'm like just that? kidding. Is that in the future? I don't know. I hope so. There's a there's a there's a gentleman I'm really fond of right now. We'll see if he feels the same way. But we spend some time together. Um, 
But yeah, I don't know. I have started kind of casually seeing people, which is new, because like no one wants to see the morbidly obese drunk guy, and that's fine. I wouldn't have wanted to either, especially now. Um, that sounds so bad, but it is what it is. But yeah, there's a there's a young there's a young man around my age who, uh, who I'm interested in. He uh, he seems to live a similar lifestyle, and he's the complete polar opposite to me socially, which I actually love. Because I'm a little tired of just jabber-jaw, 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 like talk, 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 social battery, social battery. I would like to come home to someone <coughs> who doesn't want to talk to me all the time. Yeah. Um, that sounds lovely, actually. So we'll see. But yeah, I think the next logical step is for me to find someone to share all this with. And that's definitely uh, high on the list of list of priorities for me right now. Very cool. Top five, I would say. Yeah. I'm excited to see where it goes, but what'd you do yeah. for the 4th of July? Anything? Uh, actually, I was on the grill at the ACAC water park, so I got to have a 4th of July cookout uh, on the company dime. Uh, okay. So that was nice. Yeah, um, ACAC is really big on doing these things we call member magic, which are special events that we put on for our members. And 4th of July's member magic just happened to be a grill out with hamburgers and hot dogs and all the fixins. Um, and I got to grill out all day that day. And that was a lot of fun because not only do I like doing stuff like that, uh, but I also enjoyed the deviation from my normal job duties, um, which are, you know, a lot of numbers and revenue generating and ordering and staffing and, and, you know, scheduling. So, so it was a nice little reprieve. Um, so that's what I did on the 4th of July. And I really couldn't have been happier because ACAC is like my second home and, um, you know, um, it was nice to be able to uh, be there making people happy and enjoying myself. Yeah, you've always seemed to be that type of person, customer-based, uh, community-based, really making people happy. It seems like that's your, your forte, for sure. I think even when I was drunk and morbidly obese, I was still like that. I think that's who I've, that's, that's part of who I am inside. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Well, it's funny you talked about uh, December coming into town. I forgot, totally I forgot that uh, your mom and I had actually talked about it, that she's coming into town. And I am uh, was going to be leaving shortly after Thanksgiving originally to go back out west and see my kids and stuff. But she tried to convince me to stay a couple more weeks and, and wait till you guys came into town. So that might be a thing. I might stay in the town. and I would love to see you in person catch up and grab dinner or something that would be fucking awesome yeah 100 percent. i agree yeah maybe we can make that happen yeah hopefully i sure hope so yeah cool well what else you got i mean i want you to send me and i'm gonna tell you this now so i don't forget to tell you later but i want you to send me in a text or a message or something everything we talked about as far as uh the places you work uh you know acac and um your GoFundMe page and all this stuff. I want to put all this stuff in the show notes so people can click on it and help the donate or help get you to your goals or whatever. So if you can send me all the stuff that we talked about so I can make sure I mention all these people and give them the proper credit for, for helping you get to where you are. Yeah, I definitely will. I will make sure that you get the right pages and everything, and I'll do that right after we get off of this call. Awesome. I yeah. appreciate it. Hey, and I really, I really thank you for having me on here. I, I love having these conversations. Yeah, me too. I appreciate it. And I thank you for coming on. Um, yeah, well, and it's great to see you. 
Yeah, you as well. Anything else you want to say to the people before you go? Any anything inspiring or? Um, I would just say that like if you don't believe it's possible, it probably is. You just haven't experienced it yet. Oh, very nice. I believe that wholeheartedly. One hundred percent. I like yeah. that. Yeah. I might write it down so I don't forget it. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good idea. Yeah. Well, you got it right now. It's on the show forever. So. Oh. In yeah. perpetuity. Awesome. Well, Chris, cool. I appreciate it, man. And it's great to see you. you're looking great. You're fantastic. I'm so proud of you. It's choking me up, actually. But um, I'll get this show all put together. We'll get it. We'll get it put out tonight or tomorrow. And I love you, man. I love you too. Thanks for thanks for that, Brian. You're welcome. And, uh, I'll uh, let's let's talk again soon. Thanks again for having me on. You're welcome, buddy. Thanks right. a lot, I'll talk to you, man. Right. Bye, Brian. Bye.